This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to our warning television program, those that are listening by radio and a shortwave welcome, as well as those that are watching and listening by social media. Last night I touched a bit on God's development of his ministers. I was on live syndicated radio, um, went around the world, omegamanradio.com. And I just touched on it. It's a very important message. I'm not going to go into it today. I actually spoke an hour on it last night. But uh, Watchman E, tremendous man of God, died for his faith, resisted communism. You know, we're in a communist takeover right now. Are, are, are there men of God that will resist it, speak the truth? Or do we just ignore it like Germany did and they lost their freedoms and 11 million Christians killed? Six million Jews executed. Do we have faith? Watchman Nee, if the word of God is taken away, then almost nothing is left of God's work. God's word is spoken through the mouth of man. Once the word is removed, the work of God ceases immediately. For God operates through his word. Since his word is delivered by man, the minister of the word becomes a real concern. It really is. If you reject the word of God, if you nullify half the Bible, if you reject the power gifts, which are critical, Jesus said, tarry for them or you can't represent me. You have no power and authority. How do we win the nations? You're afraid to speak the truth, lest you're criticized, not yet, ready to come against evil, Marxism, communism, tyranny. We're in trouble today. In the nations today, the only hope of salvation is to restore the government of God. Nation after nation is led by corrupt, evil men. Nations, including the Republic of the United States of America, are being destroyed by sin. Dictators, Marxists, Satanists are taking control of nations all over the world. They're trying to put people into bondage, into slavery. So people cooperate, giving up their freedoms and laws that God had instituted. They want to nullify the word of God. They want to nullify people's freedoms. They want to move people into the new world order. That's what we're seeing in America today. Marxism, communism, nullifying everything that God has instituted of morality, of values. Remove God, move us into a communist new world order. Restoring God's government, that's the only thing that can stop this satanic takeover. 
Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. That's the only thing that can stop it. If you don't reject the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Scribes and Pharisees rejected it. Said, Jesus, you operate it in the power of the devil. You know, that's grieving the Holy Spirit. That's why he started speaking in parables. If you reject the Holy Spirit so he can't convict you, you're the walking dead already. And half of the church is under the Marxist Federal Council of Churches, which are mainline churches, who nullify sin, reject the Holy Spirit as far as the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power gifts, back alternate lifestyles, every form of sin, abortion, homosexuality, and back political leaders that reject Jesus Christ and move us into a new world order. Biden, the Democrats right now, we have never lived in such a place in the United States of America where they're running on open communism. This is insanity. Is the church going to do something? Or are you just going to lose your freedoms? Jesus isn't coming out of heaven to protect you. You can pray until you're arrested. Because he gave that to you and I. That responsibility to you and I. To go and make disciples. To rule, to reign, to occupy, to be salt. If Christians rule, people prosper. If evil men rule, Christians are persecuted. And the nation goes into tyranny. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Demonic strongholds, nations all over the world. Satan wants to rule and reign. That's the battle. We're in a spiritual battle. Point number one, the incarnation. There's a war that rages between the satanic forces of darkness and the children of light. Those who are the sons of God. It's a struggle for control, a cosmic wrestling match that engages all unseen forces of heaven and earth, as well as you and me. In many regions of the world, Satan seems to have the upper hand. We see this in false religions and cults and cultic practices and in the rampant spread of wickedness and violence. We know that from Scripture that wickedness is multiplied and amplified by the influence of the activity of spiritual forces of darkness. And if Christians don't stop it, if we're not in the battle, if we're out, eat, drink, and be merry, if we're out the lunch waiting for some rapture, oh, we don't have to be involved. I'm afraid you better get involved. Millions are dying right now all over the world. Christians. There's more Christians dying in this generation than all combined. The book of Daniel reveals the entire countries can be under the influence or the dominion of the devil. See? Chapter 10 of the book of Daniel. Entire countries. One demonic stronghold or principality can hold millions of people in bondage. One lie, one deception can keep millions of people blind to the truth of the gospel. Deception is the way Satan maintains control. But that is not the end of the story. If it were, the whole creation would be a disaster. Deception, the lying media we see today, censoring the truth. If people don't hear the truth, they believe a lie. 
Even before mankind fell into sin, God had a plan to restore his creation, redeem his created image. He had a way to ensure man's sin would be removed, his blindness turned to sight. He would restore his government in the earth, and that brings us to the incarnation of Jesus the Christ. Point number two, the weakness and inability of man. After Adam fall, after his fall, mankind was unable to extend God's rule. Man was bound by sin. In fact, under Satan's influence, humanity grew incredibly wicked. So much so that God decided to destroy all that he had created. He brought a great flood. You can read it in Genesis 6. And destroyed all but eight people. Noah had the opportunity to restore God's rule, but failed. Now, you can order my book, The Science of Judgment. You can see the rise and fall of the nations. You can see what's happening right now in the United States of America. The Science of Judgment. God is called Abram. Or let's say God called Abram. Abram's another name. God called Abram, Genesis 12, changed his name to Abraham and promised to make him a great nation. He did through Abraham's grandson, Jacob, who was renamed Israel and wanted Israel to be a nation of priests. Now, you can read that in Exodus 19.6 and Isaiah 61.6. A lot of things we could comment here, but I, have, I want to get through this very important message. But no matter what your past, look at your present. Look at your future. Jacob, he used to be known as a deceiver and a liar, didn't he? He became Israel. Doesn't matter what you used to be. Today is a new day. And you have a destiny. That's a great example, Israel, Jacob. God wanted Israel to be a nation of priests and thereby extend his rule on earth. Psalm 33, 12 and Psalm 108 or 105, 8. But they also failed. They went after other gods and perverted their ways. To correct them, God allowed them to be taken into bondage over and over again. And I go over this in 300 pages of the science of judgment. The rise and fall of nations. God is predictable. When a certain cup of iniquity reaches its brim, judgment starts to boil over. First for repentance, then for destruction. Throughout the Old Testament are numerous examples of men who were close to God. They could hear from God and were able to exercise dominion in a measure for a season. But no one was capable of restoring the government of God because they were all the offering of the seed of Adam. Adam fell. He rejected God. Sin and death. The seed of Adam. Sin. We're born into sin. Even a baby. Cute little baby. Cute little rebel. He wants his own way. You don't give it. You got to train him. Or tell your heart him. He'll tear your house apart. You got to train him. He's not automatically, whoof, trained. That's another message for another day. Can we train our children? Do we know how to train our children? Again, God allowed his people to be taken into bondage over and over again. They could hear from God and were able to exercise dominion in a measure for a season, the Old Testament. People. 
but no one capable of restoring God's government because they were born from Adam. They all had the nature of sin in them and were enslaved under the dominion of Satan. God never let Israel forget he had a plan, though. Through prophets, he told them of the coming Messiah, an anointed one who would deliver them completely. The prophet Isaiah, some six or seven hundred years in advance, grew very specific about the deliverer to come. During a time when Israel was in captivity in Assyria, this man was given one of the most ex exacting, exacting prophecies ever recorded regarding the coming Messiah. Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah prophesies and prophesied the virgin birth of God's son, the incarnation or in flesh appearance of God. He identified the son as Emmanuel, which means God with us. And two chapters later, the prophecy grows even more specific. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government. We need to restore God's government if we want peace. It's the only hope for America. Voting what you think are the right people into office is not enough. Yeah, it's a start. If you can vote truly born-again men that want to protect the Constitution and Bill of Rights, certainly God's government gives peace, and it will give it eternally. You can almost hear him ask, can you grasp this promise, the Son of God coming to implement the rule of God? He will restore the government of God in all its fullness on earth. His name will define his role, and he will be called the Prince of Peace. Peace will come through his government. See, the battle of Armageddon is coming. Things are going to get worse and worse all over the world. But Jesus will come back. The Prince of Peace. And finally, the world will have peace through God's government. The seed of disobedience is not his to bear. He was born of a virgin with no trace of sin, of Adam. He did not have Adam's DNA. Did you catch it? He did not have Adam's DNA. Man did not spawn, so to speak, Father Jesus. The seed of disobedience is not his to bear. He is not subject to the nature of sin. What an amazing prophecy. What an amazing promise. But there is more. Isaiah goes on with his prophecy saying that he is the Messiah will be automatically seated. The Messiah. Isaiah 9-7. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. No end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. Righteousness. From then on and forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And uh, that's really the day I'm looking forward to. We're in a, a fight now, and I'm glad I can, we can fight for the Lord. In other words, represent him through speaking the truth, preaching, calling people to repent, turn from sin. And I'm so glad we can do that. But I really look forward 
to when the Lord comes back and he himself rules. Because then he will bring peace. Man will never have total peace. We're in a fight forever. Until the Lord returns. We're in a spiritual fight. If we don't recognize it, we're out to lunch. In other words, something is wrong. Something's wrong upstairs. Do we know the Lord? Do we understand the word of God? Or is it nothing to us but a story told by, quote, people that read the Bible in church? It's more than a story to me. See, I believe in the whole Bible. We're in war. Persecution is coming if we don't get involved right in this nation. The government of God will be restored. The son of the most high will be the ruler. His government will never end. You can be certain this will happen because God is on fire about this. His zeal will perform this. It is his passion, his unwavering determination to do this. That's what he sent his son to accomplish. That victory. He's on fire over this. Our Bible school to turn you into flames of fire. So you move with the word of God, the spirit of God, the power gifts. So you can represent him as a true ambassador, not some Mickey Mouse puppet, some entertainer behind the pulpit. Makes you laugh, but there's no repentance. Ignores reality, and you all go into slavery. And that's what's happening all over the place. The true word of God is not being preached powerfully. Can you imagine if Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego cooperated with Nebuchadnezzar? Now we could go on and on on this cooperating with evil governments instead of standing, representing God. When the Bible speaks of zeal, it's indicating passion. God has a passion to see his government restored in full measure. He is zealous to see his kingdom established and renowned around the world. His kingdom will benefit mankind. Wherever Christians rule, if they're truly born again and can change laws from immorality to righteousness, the nation will prosper. That's what made America the greatest nation is we were under God. And the Supreme Court several times said this nation could only be led by Christians and the Constitution would work for no other. We were under God at one time and we became the greatest nation on earth. His rule is righteousness, peace, and the joy in the Holy Ghost. Under his rule, man can enjoy the environment of God that he intended for him to live in. Not independently of God, but in relationship with God. You know, I go back 50 years when I was a kid. That was a good time in America. Amen? Amen. We didn't need no Christian school or public schools. They prayed. They read the Bible. They, it was. Public schools were Christian schools. Amen. Then 1963, it's all changed. They removed God and prayer out of the schools. But I first went to kindergarten and first grade and second grade when it was great. And it took, a, you know, growing up, it was pretty good still. It's only now that you see the whole fruit, the harvest of ugliness, of sin, debauchery. They don't even know what a boy is. And you can look at 20, 30 genders now that some of them have created. Are you a boy? Oh, no, I guess you can decide what you are today. What are you today? What are you going to be tomorrow? What insanity! Around the world, they laugh at our... What, intelligence? They, they, they think we're nuts. Literally. God sent Jesus with a purpose in mind. Jesus, a man born without sin, not subject to Satan's dominion. Every man from Adam to Jesus had been subject 
to the rule of sin. Every other man would be overthrown, but Jesus was not born of Adam's seed. He did not have Adam's DNA. When this account was written, science had not discovered the genetic structure of all living things. But Jesus' DNA was implanted in Mary's womb and joined with hers. Thus, he was born free from the curse, free from sin. Not only was he born free, he lived in a perfect freedom as well. We want to live in perfect. Don't you want perfect freedom? Don't you want not to have to go to bed with anxiety and, and torment and worry? Don't you want freedom? Don't you want to be able to pick up the phone and call people that will pray and you can be healed? I mean, it's promised in the word of God. I've seen it since 1985. And prior to that, I watched my dad minister under the word of God and so many people were healed. Three, the transformation to victory, transformation to freedom. We're as free in Christ Jesus was free on earth because he wasn't born of Adam's race. So in Christ Jesus, we are free. In Christ Jesus, we're a new creation. We were born again. That new birth was not part of Adam's race. We were delivered from the power of darkness and translated, repositioned in the kingdom of his son. Colossians 1.13. Born free, we must now have our minds renewed. You know, transform your mind. Get, you know, take captive every thought of your mind. The battle's in the mind. The mind will torment you if you don't know the word. Born free, we must now have our minds renewed. We're walking in freedom requires us to walk in obedience. Jesus said in John 8, 31, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. Jesus made a difference between believers and disciples. He did not promise freedom to people who just believed in him mentally. He promised freedom to the people who followed him. The experience of freedom of truly being disciples requires us to continue in obedience. Obedience is a mark of a renewed mind, a transformed mind. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. The battle's in the mind. Transform your mind. To know the truth, it'll set you free. Knowledge is power. That's why the communists... Want the knowledge that some of our treasonous leaders have sold them or given to them. It's power. Transformation is not just a single event. It's a process that grows larger and larger daily with the renewing of your mind. It begins at the moment you come under conviction and recognize you are without Christ. When you receive Jesus Christ and his redemptive work, you are born again. As you continue in your walk with God and act on the gospel, your inward man is renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4.16 tells us. In a new birth, we're born free. And the candle of the Lord is revealing the revealing light. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Proverbs 20.27 20, The lamp is lit, but our minds are not yet completely renewed. One could compare this parable in the chapter 11 of the Luke's gospel, verses 33 through 36. Having an unrenewed mind is like having a bushel basket covering the candle of the Lord. The light does not penetrate and the person does not live in real freedom, even though he or she has been saved. Transformation is what occurs when a person walks in obedience to the Lord. He gains knowledge 
Actual experience, his mind is changed, it's renewed, and he walks in truth. John 8, 31, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You cannot act on truth you do not know. That's the per why we come to study to show ourselves approved unto God. That's why we have classes. That's why we have a Bible school. That's why we have Wednesday meetings. That's why we have Saturday meetings or Sunday. When you become aware of the truth, you discover what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. You know who you are and the authority you possess. You realize he has set you free already. You have a decision to make and live by now. You must be willing to live in that freedom. You must choose to live a transformed life with a renewed mind. Being conscious of the truth is a little value if you're not willing to act on the truth. You can be conscious that the gun can shoot, but if you don't pull the trigger, it does nothing for you when you're attacked. You are only renewed in your mind to the degree you obey the truth, and the transformation is only complete as you let it happen. The only hope for the United States of America is to restore the government of God on earth. The only hope for Christians in America is to live under freedom instead of slavery, tyranny, and judgment. It's to restore the rule of law and the order established in the Constitution and Bill of Rights. We must be led by God again and the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Five two four eight. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.